If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful show up be in action what's the point of listening to this podcast what's the point of watching everything that discusses the degradation of the environment when you don't show up you don't need to be perfect the perfect is the enemy of the good enough just show up do something do something small enroll other people engage other people be a part of the solution don't be a part of the pollution what does sugar have to do with our global crisis of plastic pollution And why do we need to take a step back to emphasize that this global crisis is actually intricately tied to poverty? That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you'll hear today. Green Dreamer is supported by our listener patrons and our sponsor, Buns, a community where people meet every day to trade things like clothing, houseplants, furniture, and art. You can check it out first by downloading the app Buns on your smartphone, that's spelled B-U-N-Z, and I'll tell you more later. For now to our conversation with David Katz, founder of The Plastic Bank, which is helping to make plastic waste a currency that transcends poverty while stopping the flow of plastic into our oceans. Green Dreamer, if you're ready, take a deep breath and let's dive in. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. I grew up on an island on the west coast of Canada, and as a child, where our house was and where I went to school took me about a kilometer along a beach. The playground across from my street was a beach as well. We had our own little cove and it seemed to be my own place where I would go and I'd play with nature and float boats and play. And in those experiences, when I was a child, you know, 35 years ago, I began to watch debris wash ashore then. At first, I thought it was really cool because it was kind of like beachcombing where I'd go and find something mystical and amazing and where could it have come from and where did it float from? And I became aware at that time that even then the velocity of material that was showing up in the beach was increasing and that it, in fact, was just people's garbage. I remember the day, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember having this epiphany that, oh, hold on a second, that's just garbage that's washing up on my beach. So it's been in my realm for decades And my place is at the ocean's edge. That's where I like to hang out. Like if I've got a chance to go on a holiday, 
or, or just be or experience, I like to be there. I like the life at the ocean's edge, this place where the ocean meets the shore. And I've just been witness to the degradation. I've been witness to the catastrophic effects of what occurs when wildlife encounters plastic. And growing up on the West Coast of Canada is this affinity and, and this affection for wildlife. And we, we really do protect that that we love. It's been my place. I grew up on the ocean. My dad was a mariner. We always had a boat. We were always on the sea. It's just been in my realm to be with the ocean and in the ocean. Well, I feel like most people today who are aware of environmental issues around the world are already aware that we do have a global plastic pollution crisis. We've mm -hmm. seen a lot of videos of waterways being clogged up and covered in plastic. What else do we need to know about plastic pollution in our oceans or waterways that we may not know or is just talked about less often? In context of the previous question, I think it's important that we know that of the millions of animals that are dying from just encountering plastic, that their corpse will decompose and that plastic will become free to continue murdering. I think it's relevant to know that there's over 8 trillion kilo of plastic in the earth, that almost all the plastic we've ever made is still here. The average human is 62 kilo. So we have somewhere around the equivalent of 129 billion people worth of plastic on the earth. By mass, so by volume, it may be three times that, four times that. We could have 500 billion people worth of plastic on the planet. I think it's relevant to know that we're beyond the tipping point of replacing it. And I, you know, I invite people into the knowing that we, we absolutely have to remove single-use material. There's no question there. We have to stop using it for single-use. And we can't replace plastic. As many people want to advocate and say we need some, an alternative today. If we had an alternative today, if we completely replaced the use or need for plastic, we would have 500 billion people worth of non-valuable material that no one would go collect. And it would go and murder even more. Mm. What is broken about our current waste processing system that allows plastic to even end up in our oceans in such large quantities? Is it from individuals littering and that building up, or is it because some countries may not have the proper recycling facilities in place, so plastic waste has no value and therefore gets dumped everywhere? Poverty is at the heart of this. It's a poverty issue. And, and set aside recycling infrastructure. They don't have waste management infrastructure. They don't, no one picks up your garbage in most of the world. That doesn't exist. I feel like that's definitely not talked about enough. Not at all. It's poverty, poverty, poverty. People are like, oh, ban straws. Like, okay, that's really nice. That's beautiful. I love that you're thinking about the ocean. It's really great. And because someone shared a video that had a turtle with a straw in its nose, everyone's talking about straws. But that's not the issue. It's, it's bigger. It's a, it's a humanitarian issue. This is about creating creating an opportunity for people. And you can't convince someone in poverty to recycle. Like I'm, I'm shocked by how many people reach out to me and say, oh, David, you're operating in areas of poverty. Why don't you just tell people? Why don't they just recycle? Are they heathens? Don't they know? No, they don't know. They've never left their village. They never went to elementary school. They never went to kindergarten for Pete's sakes. And you want me to go and convince them that they should recycle so that your beach is prettier and when they don't have food for their children. Wake up. So really, these developing countries that didn't have the proper infrastructure in place, they started importing a lot of the cheap packaged foods. Let's, let's be clear. People started exporting cheap packaged foods into those countries. There's a paradigm shift in that. It's not like the country went and wanted to import it. It was business. So companies like Unilever, like Procter & Gamble, the big, the catastrophic organizations of the world, identify that as market. 
and serve market. Why were they incentivized to take this export as import? To distribution channels, to go and find, find, it's not about shipping people food, it's about finding market, it's about profitability. Traditional capitalism has to die. Traditional capitalism has to end in its form today, has to end. Where shareholder benefits at the expense of all others, where it's truly win-lose. And traditional capitalism is win, lose, 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 lose. And that has to end. Mm. And we have to begin compensating people on the benefit and the and the abundance that they create for humanity and the earth. We have to exhibit a new way of doing businesses, which is what the plastic bank continues to do. We have to remove the shareholder as the only beneficiary. And let's just be in the consideration of the packaging that's in the world. Most of it's for sugar. Sugar is as well at a root cause to this think of all the bottles all the all the soda pop bottles all of the other packaging for for chips and crisps it's sugar 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 it's no surprise that areas that are the that are the most abundant for us are also the most obese so do you think part of this issue is also our global addiction to junk food and sugar that's keeping us wanting more packaged foods of course it is of course so it's hard to lower that demand because people are addicted to it it is, I mean, sugar has created the apparent, you know, even apartheid that we see in the United States today. I mean, think of the millions of people that it has murdered and, and see what's occurring today still in the environment as a result of sugar. The slavery that unfolded, the, the environmental degradation from, from cutting forest for sugar cane and everything else that unfolded. Give up beef, give up sugar. Definitely a lot of layers to this. And in terms of plastic pollution, I've heard you give this analogy of turning off the tap in regards to how cleanup projects aren't necessarily very effective in addressing our plastic pollution. Can you shed light on this for us? There's the conversation around working on what's important and what is urgent. And most people live in the paradigm of urgency, the reaction, the immediacy to reaction, where if they're sick, they react and go and get a pharmaceutical. Where they, they're, you know, the diabetes is out of check, so they spend time with insulin. And they continue to be in the reaction to the symptoms. Or they could work on what is important and have a long-term perspective to their health and exercise and diet. The immediacy is to inject insulin. The long-term strategy is to not need insulin to begin with. No different than the ocean. Immediacy is habitat restoration. And I, and I, and I resent when people call it beach cleanup. It's selfish as well. Oh, I'm going to go clean my beach so it's prettier for me. How about we go and restore habitat? We restore mangrove. We restore nesting ground. Let's put our attention in habitat restoration. Great, that's super important. But what we need to do is to keep the habitat from being polluted to begin with. And that means coming back to the root of it and it's to prevent the plastic from flowing into the ocean from the beginning. We have to turn the tap off. We have to stop the flow of plastic from entering the ocean. That's what we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's running around looking for buckets, mops, and plungers where what we need to do is turn off the tap. That's what we've dedicated our life to because we know that's what's important. The rest of it will be running around with our heads cut off. Always bumping into walls. Oh, it's not getting any better, but I'm mopping up as much as I can, but it's not getting any better. I'm scooping up the water as much as I can, but it's not getting better. 
And of course, it's not getting better because the plastic production is increasing almost exponentially. More and more plastics being put into the environment and more and more of it's flowing into the ocean. Of course, you're not getting making any headway. Now, I love buoyant slat. And I love the ambition to go out and create a, a barrier that tries to collect plastic out of the ocean. It's beautiful. I mean, at the heartfelt, it's very nice and it's ridiculous. Now, sure, we should do that as well. And we need an army of people embarking on an army of solutions. No question. I love trash tag. I love all, everything that's occurring. There's this passionate people around the world trying to show up. At least we're exhibiting people in action. The world needs people in action, not in thought, not in conversation, in action. Talking's been done. We can see what's occurring in the environment. To support that turning off the tap piece, you started the Plastic Bank. So for our listener who may not be familiar with this, can you share what sparked this idea for you and what this concept looks like in practice? What sparked this ultimately is the need that something needed to be done. What sparked this were the images of Chris Jordan, who 10 years ago, 11 years ago, traveled out to Midway Island, one of the most remote pieces of land in the world, and documented and brought to the, our collective consciousness that birds by the tens of thousands are dying, chicks are dying from ingesting plastic that their, that their parents fly into the ocean and feed them with. And that we've got the starving full, so much plastic in their belly, they can't get any nourishment and are dying in untold numbers. I'm, I'm speaking and I want to be the voice for those who have no voice. And then to answer the, the, the second part of the question, we work on important, which is to stop the plastic from flowing into the ocean. And we also know that the poor never throw money away. They don't have money. They're desperate for money. They're desperate for what the money can provide, not the money. They're desperate to not have pain in their daily life like that, like that starving chick. They also don't want to starve. They also don't want to suffer. And I use the, the, the parable of, of fields of diamonds. And if you're walking over fields of diamonds, and you think there's wealth beneath your feet, but you recognize that there's no store that you could spend any of the diamonds at, and there was definitely no bank that you could deposit the value of the diamonds at, the diamonds would sit on the ground as rocks, worthless, because they're only worth something if they can be used, if they can be traded, if there's value in them, if there's utility in it. And it's the same for plastic. So our existence in communities as the plastic bank reveals the inherent value that is already in those fields of diamonds. So now you can do something with it. So ultimately, we're a global chain of stores for the poor, bank branches for the poor, where you can deposit plastic garbage by mass and withdraw cash or buy the things that you and your family and children need the most. School tuition, medical insurance, medical access, cell phone minutes, Wi-Fi, sustainable cooking fuel, Everything else the world's poor need and can't afford now available to be purchased using plastic garbage that would otherwise be tossed into the canal and into the river that would flow into the ocean because the poor won't throw away money. So not only are you addressing this environmental crisis, the Plastic Bank actually also really supports social welfare around the world as well. We end, we end poverty. And where does the value in the plastic trash they collect and give the plastic bank come from? So do you guys then take this plastic to recycling facilities and then that's where it comes from? Or how does that work? 
We sell it to great global brands, like you'll see us in all Windex bottles very soon. We know we'll be in tens of millions of bottles this year. We sell it to companies who want to participate, and they and they truly want to make social change, and they like the story of it, and they want to be able to connect with the consumer. And really what we're doing is putting the power in the hands of every single one of your listeners so that anyone who goes to the store shelf and buys a bottle of window cleaner even that is packaged with social plastic, it's the material we, we transact, if you're buying that bottle, you're helping end poverty and keep plastic from entering the ocean. So you get to participate so that everyone participates. We put the power in the hands of every single person in the world. We've created a platform where everyone on the planet gets to be the change that they want to see. And all I could do is go buy something now. And so, I mean, we've gotten here because of our endless demand of stuff. It's purchasing that got us here. This unconsciousness to think that we're not good enough, don't have enough. What we're buying isn't enough. We're not enough. And we have to live in that realm. And so now within that realm, when you're buying things, you can actually purchase purchase your way to a cleaner world. You can purchase your way to a more benevolent world. You can purchase your way to a kinder world, a better educated world, one with less poverty. And we can all be in that stewardship and action of love for each other. That's beautiful. When you came up with this idea, what was the most difficult part about bringing it to life and scaling this? And the answer you're asking for first is uh, brands and um, having something and starting something seven years ago before it was really in popular diction. A lot of people I speak to think that what happened in the ocean has just happened in the last two years or so. That's not the case. It's been unfolding for decades. And so brands and talking to people within brands and, and traditional capitalism trying to fight that trying to be in a place where people should pay a little bit more for a material that doesn't kill the planet, that was a huge issue. So, you know, we've had to try to figure that and overcome that and, and those things have changed. That's been a part of it. And then certainly working in the areas of poverty and, and illiteracy where people think that communicating with a gun is is the way to do business or, or burning things down or having a competitor threaten your life or make death threat calls to children. I mean, there's been so much. But that's not the authentic answer. The authentic answer in all of this is that the biggest journey in it is becoming the person who can make change. It wasn't the realization that I needed to change the world. The gift of it that occurred to me in the moment that I had the idea was the knowing that I only needed to slowly, day by day, become the person who could make the change. And that's very confronting. And it puts you in a place of continuous vulnerability. And so... Not everyone shows up and says, I'll be more vulnerable tomorrow than I am today. I'll expose myself more to scrutiny tomorrow than I was today. I'll realize tomorrow that I'm not yet good enough and I'll act anyway. That's been the biggest challenge. What's been the most meaningful way in which you've navigated these challenges? like the value piece and then working in places where there may be a lack of education where people communicate in different ways. It's just love. It's just showing up to do things for people, whether they know that they need it done or not, to see them as they can be themselves, to see their wholeness, to see the beauty and the gift inside of them, to look inside their eyes and see, see the human and to love them when they don't love themselves, even like within the brands, to love them when they don't love themselves, to steward them, 
to pose a new realm of being, a new way of being, a new possibility for themselves and for their world. And to always be that, to never give up, to never, ever, ever, ever give up. So seeing the changes that you have seen over the past years, are you hopeful that we can continue to use this approach of love and showing the possibility in order for us to move forward? I do. It's why I show up in life. That's what I'm doing. I invite everyone else into that. And, and you know, in a part of our success, you know, we would hope would inspire other ways of entrepreneurs to show up and to give them an opportunity to be able to see the abundance that's created in a new way of being. And that, and that when we show up in business, it's about how do I serve everyone else? How do I show up to give you love and have you win and you should win and you should win and you should win. And I will only, it's only win, 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 or no deal. Like with us, even the plastic wins, it becomes new again. Everything wins. We all create abundance together. And in that model, if you don't win, I can't win. And they look at me and say, if you don't win, then I won't win. It's this beautiful gift that gathers everyone together to be in the service of each other. Interdependent, where we are all independent and the gift and the synergy and the new paradigm of being comes in the interdependence. What occurs when we come together is the value that we both share. And how can we inspire existing companies that are still taking on the old model of I win and everybody else loses? How do we get them to see the value in creating something where everyone can win? You can't. Stop even in the conversation. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Stop thinking you can argue someone into change. It won't occur. Ever want a political debate on Facebook? No. Can I exhibit other ways of being for the world? Yes. Can we create a place where they can have a transformative learning experience? Yes. Can we create a way for people to advocate for a better way of being where they hear it? Yes. Can we vote with our dollars? Yes. Do we need to be in the knowing that every time we buy something, we vote for the continuous production of that item? Yeah. Every time you take a, a stupid extra lid where you don't need it, all of the single-use material that you're taking when you don't need it, of course you're going to keep manufacturing it. Unless you show up and are loud and say, I don't stand for this anymore, they're going to continue making it. So you've got to show up where their pain exists, which is financial. Stop buying the things that they're selling and they'll listen. Oh, you're not buying my stuff anymore? What do you want? Oh, you want more sustainability? You'll buy it more often if, you're, if, I, if we exhibit a better way of doing Oh, okay, great. Do I think that they should all not exist? Yeah, I think they should all not exist with the devastation that is un being inflicted on the earth. I think they should all go away. And to be authentic in this, in this conversation, this communication, everything I'm doing as well is as a result and a reaction to shareholder return. It is only because some elitist wants more money in his pocket from an investment that he made that I've dedicated my life to picking up the, the devastation as a result of it. Because what we're actually doing is not actually stewarding the environment. We're picking up someone else's devastation that they inflicted upon us. So we just have to focus on how we continually show up in this world and what we do. What you have control over is your realm of influence. You have control over the way you choose to react 
in life? Are you a victim or are you a creator? Are you courage or are you fear? Coming back to plastic pollution, do we know what is the amount of plastic waste we already have sitting around that isn't being utilized compared to the amount of virgin plastic produced every year? You mentioned that this is increasing exponentially, but what does this picture look like? Well, almost all the plastic we've ever produced is still here. Some of it gets burned for energy and stuff, but very small amounts. We've produced over 8 trillion kilo of plastic since it's come out. Almost all still here. We, we recycle less than 9% of it. And we continue to make more every year. It's ridiculous. That really is the most confounding issue for me, that we continue making more plastic when there's so much here already. It's ridiculous. It's predicted somewhere around 300 to 350 million ton that will be produced this year, you know, billions of kilos of material being produced every year, billions and billions, and being the consideration that every kilo of material is, is around a dollar. So I think this, this year we're predicting to put in the environment $350 billion worth of plastic. It's estimated globally that $500 billion could end extreme poverty inadvertently we've been depositing the very value to end poverty for the world perhaps it's that's my that's my paradigm i live in that realm that's where i live i live in the in the knowing in the context that we've been sprinkling diamonds around the world and i'm gonna go and collect them all and i'm gonna give that value into the hands of the economies and the people and the children that need it the most and i'm creating a revolution so even if we were to just stop producing any virgin plastic Today, we basically already have enough plastic on this planet that we can just collect and reuse. We'll just continue, re and it's almost infinitely reusable. That's the crazy part. You can use it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. I had heard that plastic is not infinitely recyclable. So after recycling the same piece of plastic, maybe five to seven times, it degrades in quality every time it gets recycled and will reach a point where it can no longer be recycled without being mixed in with virgin plastic. So is that is that not true? Yeah, and all you need to do is add small amounts of virgin into it, small amounts of virgin. It's not like it goes away, it completely degrades. And you can take, and you can take a batch, you can take a batch of plastic and you can add and some virgin or, or materials that are virgin that have not been recycled yet. You can take in a mixed recycled waste stream and continue to recycle it. It's not like it's got to be thrown away and there's other applications and it can be a little bit downcycled. There's so many other things you can do with it. So no, it's almost infinitely recyclable. That's the power of plastic. If I want to take the same bottle, I can recycle it seven times or so without adding anything to it. And even then, why would we not try to at least recycle it seven times? At least I recycled it seven times. And then I added a little bit of virgin. Now I got another seven times. And there's a lot of plastic out there that hasn't even been recycled once yet. So Exactly. Most <laughs> of it has not been recycled once. A lot of missed opportunity. So it's all missed opportunity. All of it. Gifts everywhere. Lying under our feet. Fields of diamonds. For carbon emissions, there's this idea of going carbon neutral. And I'm very intrigued by how the plastic bank has a concept of plastic neutrality as a way yeah. to help us move forward. So yep. can you talk about this? Plastic neutrality invests in recycling infrastructure where it doesn't exist. So carbon neutral programs take funding to offset carbon that is released into the atmosphere by investing in methane capture and other carbon capturing processes. Same with plastic neutrality. But plastic neutrality invests in recycling infrastructure and collection infrastructure. 
So you can you can be plastic neutral if you choose or create a significant impact on the planet and say, I, I don't stand forward for adding plastic into the environment as a business or as a corporation or as an individual. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to degrade the hum- I'm not going to degrade life. And I'm going to stand forward and make a commitment, even if it's just through a dollar to extract that volume of plastic from the environment. It's plastic neutrality. You know, go to plasticbank.com and there's a, there's, you know, it's easy to be plastic neutral, a gift neutrality or participate at least and, and go to plasticbank.com and enroll and be a part of the revolution and show up, be in action. What's the point of listening to this podcast? What's the point of watching everything that discusses the degradation of the environment when you don't show up? You don't need to be perfect. The perfect is the enemy of the good enough. Just show up, do something, do something small, enroll other people, engage other people, be a part of the solution. Don't be a part of the pollution. Make sure you say no to single-use materials. Say be, be careful with everything that you buy. Look at it. Understand it. Know it. And if you have to use it, make sure it's recycled. And every time you go to a store, ask them, is this recyclable? Is this, is this, is this material, is this material going to degrade the society if I use it? Because I don't stand for it. Take it back. You deal with it. Take the straw out of my glass. Take the lid off of my cup. You take it. So much power as a consumer, the most powerful consumer group in history. And how is plastic neutrality quantified? So is it like the average American uses a certain number of plastic? So Yeah, it is. We're going to get better at it over the course of time, too. But what we did is we took a, you know, through study and examination, that's the average use per individual, 44 kilo. There are different values used around the world. There are different people. And depending on your socioeconomic opportunities, it depends on how much material you're buying as well. And... Sometimes incredibly difficult to quantify because how much is in your car? What is occurring with that? How much is in your commute? Even when you're commuting and there's oil being used, well, that was probably delivered in a in a plastic container as well. So how do we account for that? So it's not an absolute science. The general idea is however much plastic we may purchase in a whole year ourselves, we support communities around the world to be able to properly right. recycle yeah. that amount of plastic. Extract it from the environment. And have the value transferred through the lives of the people who collect it. So that you not only take plastic from the environment, but you also change a life. And when we change that life, I don't have to convince them to recycle. Their life changes, so they'll continue to go out and collect more material. This is also a transferring of wealth from wealthy nations to places that need it most. So Absolutely. The last thing is, other than obviously using less single-use plastics to begin with and participating in land restoration when those opportunities present themselves. What else can we do as individuals to most effectively address the root of our plastic pollution crisis and help turn off the tap? I mean, you highlighted some important ones, but I would say most importantly, be aware, be cognizant that you're a part of the pollution currently and not the solution. Stand forward for being a part of the solution. Communicate with everyone that you buy something from. Tell them that you don't stand for it anymore. Refuse single-use material. Make sure you you find alternatives. Look for organic cottons. Look for sustainable fashion. And on and on. Don't buy polyester. Don't put things through the wash that are leaching plastic into the ocean. And on and on. You're so powerful. You're unlimited. And everyone's amazing and, 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 and full of love. And everyone wants to just be in the action. That's really why we're even having this conversation now. Because most people have stood up and said, it's, someone's got to do something about what's unfolding in the ocean. Something has to, someone has to do something. 
But it's, in fact, the second thing they hear because what they first hear is, I don't stand for it. I want to do something. But they don't know how. So they say someone else must. But that's not the case. You have the power. You know how. You're powerful as an individual. And then in your authentic exhibition of life and the stewardship of the earth, that's inspiring to everyone else. And when you show up that way, others will show up that way too. You create a space for others to be the same. And you launch your own revolution. Do you have things like clothing, furniture, and art lying around your home that you no longer make use of, like I do? Well, what if we could exchange them for other people's items that they no longer make use of, but that we actually want? Like for me, that would always be more houseplants. When I first heard about the Buns app, I was really intrigued and excited because not only does this promote sustainability through encouraging reuse and trade, but it also fosters a sense of community with like-minded people near us. If you don't find anything that you want in exchange for what you're offering, you can also accept a currency called BITS, that's spelled B-T-Z, that you can then use at an increasing number of local partnering businesses. It takes just a few seconds to download, so head on to the App Store, search for Buns, spelled B-U-N-Z, hit download, and have fun. If you're in Southern California, you may see me on there as well, and I'll be keeping my eye out to see if you have some houseplants that you're putting up there. So I hope to see you on the app soon as well. For now, to our final five. Let's power through. What's an uplifting social media account or publication you follow? If anything, I, I enjoy my friends and I enjoy humor and I, I love things that exhibit the beauty and gift of animals. And I like to see things play and I like to see things that are laughing and enjoy. What do you tell yourself to stay positive and inspired? I have a quote and it reads that you have the opportunity to choose who your children's parents will be. What's one thing you're working on right now for your health? Oh, I work. I mean, I, I work out every day. No meat. And, and meditation. Much of what exists in the plastic bank is as a result of meditation. It's as a result of getting out of the thoughts and the ego and the psyche attachment in my mind to why I can't do things. It's about becoming unlimited. The best thing I could do for my health ultimately is to realize and, and unleash myself as the gift I am, as we all are. What's one thing you're working on right now to live more sustainably? Every time I go into a store now, I don't, I don't buy anything unless it's organic. I don't I eat clothing. Like I don't buy anything unless it's a, a, a sustainable cotton or like a wool or something like that, that when washed um, is not going to further degrade the ocean. And certainly giving up meat has been powerful as well. I love that my, my children, have, have, without me telling them to choose, they just naturally chose it. And I think that the answer there ultimately is about exhibiting that for the world. That's probably the most sustainable thing that I could do. Mm-hmm. Creating a space for other people to be it as well. What makes you most hopeful for our planet at the moment? I have this gift. I receive a gift when I see the end of poverty appear in people. It's profound. It is a profound experience. It is a witness the realization inside of someone where they now see themselves as being unleashed they received a knowing that they can now be and have and create anything that they dreamed of. I've witnessed the fall of poverty, and I see what occurs in the human in that moment. And in the witness of it, 
you see what's possible. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us and for this powerful conversation. We would, of course, love to keep learning from you and supporting the work that you do. So where can we follow and support your work online? Well, PlasmaBank.com, just go there. I barely post on Insta and Facebook, but I'm there as well. And uh, we'll get better at that as well. And we need to continue creating you know, more knowledge, more shareable, and creating a space for people to emulate. And, and I just, I'm just human and having a human journey. And I'm creating a place where I get to be authentic and the world gets to be authentic in our own frailty and in our stewardship of other things. I try to not be shiny. I just try to be me. You know, we all get to be, you know, and I, and I use this and I stand for this. We, we, we have the ability to be a part of the solution and not the pollution. And everyone is unlimited and powerful. And the only reason that you don't think you're powerful is a story that you have in your own mind that came from your past that for some reason, somehow, someone said that you weren't, but it wasn't the truth. You're unlimited and immensely powerful for all of humanity. And when we take the time to learn that and unleash ourselves, the world changes. You are unlimited and immensely powerful for all of humanity. Green Dreamer, thank you so much for being here. And thank you to our new patrons, Carol, James, and Tia. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Uh, Your support really helps us to be able to continue putting out two episodes per week for free as a public resource. So thank you so much. If you're enjoying Green Dreamer and it's been meaningful to you in any way, I really hope you'll consider becoming a patron if you're able to, because I'm really dedicated to keeping the podcast going as a free public resource accessible by everybody. So I really do need financial support to be able to do that. So yeah, I'm asking for your support if you're able to. I'm always thinking of more ways that I can support you as well. So by becoming a patron, you'll also have access to our Green Dreamer network, where you'll be able to connect with other Green Dreamers around the world as yourself, as well as some of our past guests who've been mingling in there as well. To become a patron, you can head to greendreamer.com support. And to support Green Dreamer in other ways, you can also share the show on social media with friends who may also enjoy the podcast or writing a hopefully five-star review sharing what you're enjoying about the show. Finally, as we're wrapping up, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer. <laughs>